Hello. Love Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oliver here. Oh, thank you for having cool. me on your show. Cool. So awesome to be cool. here with you and all your listeners. Cool. Okay, I think you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. of the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And you all got to excuse me, I just caught like the worst cramp in my calf muscle, struggling with it. Any event, let me explain how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 709 out of 750. We'll start right after a word from our sponsors. SFX Valley is now your source for free unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley. Time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being down by law. And my thanks to my official sponsor, SFX Valley. Check them out on YouTube. 347-202-0215 is the number to join the Talk to Q Radio show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines, I go. To the 517 area code. The Motor City of Detroit, to welcome on the author, the show host, the show legend, Chris Thank you, how are you? Doing well, how are you doing? Pretty good. Good, good. Seems like forever since I've spoken with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we shall travel a lot farther down south to the 850 area coast. Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. To welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring, the homie Buck. Buck, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Crystal? Hey, Buck. Doing well. Doing well. And, uh, okay, so, you know, the show has, you know, was on a holiday last week. Had the holiday with the um, 4th of July. And uh, so we're going to get back in the mix of things. NFL training camp is kicking off soon. Um, And they got some things lined up for some future shows. So it looks like this thing will be rolling for a while. So we should have some pretty good shows coming up. But uh, right now, we're going to go ahead and get into some news you can use. It's time to get crystallized. All right, and we have trending topics as discussed by our one show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Well, all right, let's get to it. There's a lot going on, there's a lot been going on because you know we had a holiday. And for some reason, people thought that we would stop reporting just because there was a holiday. Nope, we took note. First of all, 
Um, if you want to go to decrystallize.net, you can see all of the new trending items. But um, one of the things that uh, came up today is Dwayne Johnson. Now, this is something that's been coming up for a while. Uh, it's been coming up that people want him to run for president in 2020. Now, for those of you who have no clue who Dwayne Johnson is, which means that you must have been in a coma for the last 20 years and you have no idea who this hot, amazing man is. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yes. He started out in a very lowly place, which is called WWE, you know, and uh, but he has transcended that, and he has gone into acting and many other things. And uh, Dwayne Johnson is amazing, but people actually want him to run for president. Now, when they when they first said this to him, he immediately said, "You know what? I don't think so. Thank you, but no thanks. Uh, I respect." America too much, you know, and all of that. But this people were like, whatever, we don't care. And people have gone on and they've done an actual kind of a, you know, kind of a trending thing to get out there and say, look, we want you to actually be president. So a man filed a draft with the Federal Election Commission just this past Sunday in support of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, being president. And um, so he had to kind of rethink it. He actually said, you know what, a year ago it started coming up more and more, but there was a real sense of earnestness which made me go home and think, let me really rethink my answer and make sure I have given an answer that is truthful and also respectful. So we await <laughs> to see what Dwayne Johnson says about actually running for president. Um, and he says that if he did run for president, he would make a three-day days off. So, you know, you would get off on Thursday instead of a Friday, you know, so you'd have a three-day weekend. Um, yeah, and there would be absolutely... And there would absolutely be no taxes. So I say, yay, rock. <laughs> so I'm totally voting for him for completely ridiculously selfish reasons. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> I don't care what he would run under. Uh, he did say that he was not really Democrat or Republican. He said he would probably be more classified as libertarian, but whatever, you know. He's hot, so yay. Well, you know what? This was kind of his own fault. Um, okay. Because this whole thing started with a skit he did on Saturday Night Live where he announced he was <laughs> running for president and, and Tom Hanks was his going to be his vice president. <laughs> perfect, perfect person for vice president. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that thing grew some legs and now everyone wants to to run with it but hey if this dude is talking about a three day weekend and no taxes man I'll write him in exactly me too (laughs) so we will look to see what happens with our favorite Samoan Dwayne Johnson Samoan slash black man Dwayne Johnson (laughs) because he is half black 
just you guys know. If you, did, if you forgot that, he is. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting that came up, um, first of all, has anyone listened to Jay-Z's um, four, was it 440, 400, 44, whatever? 444, no. 444, yeah. Oh, my God. I've listened to some of it, and it's actually actually really good. You know, he really becomes honest in this uh, new album he's put out, and it's amazing, and he's going on tour, and it's just, you know, great. But one of the things that has come across, and it was hinted at when Beyonce did Lemonade, it was hinted that, yeah, even though she said this Lemonade was about her father and mother's relationship, people said, hmm, is it really about you and Jay-Z? I don't know. And she never really answered that, but she just said, nope, it's about my mother. It's honor to her and her relationship with my father and me being, you know, Creole and all of that. So it's really an honor to her mother. But now that Jay-Z has come out with 444 and he has said over and over again when people will ask, what is this really about? What are you saying? He said, look, my relationship with Beyonce is not as picture perfect as you guys picture it to be. He says that he admits that his marriage is real to Beyonce, but it is not totally built on truth. So you guys kind of think that we're just this perfect couple and we're not. Um, And, you know, I think that's great what, you know, Jay-Z has said. And he said a lot of other things in his album about rap, about, you know, you know these rap guys, you just basically, they are talking about they're rich and everything when they're not. Um, just a lot of, he's talking about lies across the board. And he even owned up, of course, to his own lies about his own marriage. So I think that's kind of cool. And like I said, he's going on tour, but I, the few songs that I have listened to and he came out of course on title and then he released it he did a special release on um, iHeartRadio which is where I listened to it at and several songs were on there as well and it was really good so I mean I was impressed and I'm not really a Jay-Z fan I like Jay-Z I respect him for who he is but when I heard 444, I was like, you know what? And think about the 444. You know, he has said that he wrote uh, one of his raps that was specifically apologizing to Beyonce about who he was and being a husband and, you know, all of that. He said he woke up at 444 a.m. one night and he just started writing. And, you know, as as a writer, as myself, the best work comes out of pain and, you know, when we do stupid shit, that's the best time to be a writer. And so this is kind of when he came out and he said, I'm going to do this. And I don't know. I just think it's amazing. I don't know if you guys have heard it. You should you should listen if you haven't. And I, Did you say, Q, that you, you did listen to a couple of songs? I've seen some of the lyrics, but I have not heard a song. I have not yeah, either. No, the, the songs are actually really good. I mean, like I said, I am not really, there's only a few songs of Jay-Z that I, you know, from his past that I, I really like. But this, I was song after song after song. I was like, yes, 
yes, yes. So, I mean, but, you know, sometimes he, he's an older guy, okay, you know. So he has been through life and he's lived and he's, he's um, definitely accomplished. So, you know, when he sits down to write, it's real. And he definitely did that. Also, just a side note regarding distort rappers, Eminem is coming out with a new album. I think it's his ninth album as well. And people are really buzzed about that, mainly because Jay-Z came out with 444. They are really buzzed about Jay, uh, about Eminem because they feel, okay, here's another vintage, quote-unquote, <laughs> rapper, Um who has written something, so they're really anxious to see what Eminem has to say. And, you know, they're, you know, everybody's just like, finally, old guys got it down. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Even okay. though I'm in the some of those CDs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just, you know, just listen and, and, and respect, you know, put some respect on their names because, you know, they deliver. Um. Another thing that's happening, of course, if you are living under a rock, not my man, Rock, Dwayne Johnson, of course, but another rock. If you're living <laughs> under a rock, you haven't, you haven't heard about Rob in China. Rob, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I put this guy oh, on Lord. suicide watch. No. He is seriously <laughs> on suicide watch with me. I'm serious. I'm totally serious. At first. I was serious about him being on Suicide Watch a few years ago, but really now I'm totally on Suicide Watch with Rob. Rob Kardashian, first of all, we know. China, <laughs> you know, I mean, I need Eminem to help me out with, with who China is. <laughs> yeah. But um, China in pure pimp mode. I mean, even Snoop Dogg had to weigh in on China and say, hey, she what did what she had to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so Rob, we all know Rob Kardashian, who is the lone brother of the Kardashian clan. Um, he was kind. Of, he was on the show, you know, the Kardashian show, keeping up with the Kardashians, and then he kind of went weirdly AWOL for a while, and then he came back out after a couple of years, still fat, fatter than ever. He's really a cute guy. But he got fat, and so now he's like, okay, whatever. But then he met China in a weird way, and you guys know the story. If you're listening, you know the story. But he met China, and they got married, and all through this marriage, I was like, God, this is so stupid. You know, why can't you see that she's totally using you? But anyway, she got pregnant, cha-ching, like a motherfucker. And (laughs) she got, you know, she got pregnant, so now, and it's actually... His, okay, because I didn't think it was his, but it is his. You know, this is the DNA and all that. Now, they have the show, the Robin China show, all of that. Okay. Fast forward to reality, which is now. They're completely broken up. They, um, China has said they've been broken up since December of 2016. Um, and she has moved on to you know, date someone else, someone who's been a part of her crew for a long time, and we've all suspected that this guy, she's been screwing him all along. I actually thought he was gay, but apparently he's not, but whatever, it's another story. Um, So China 
was sleeping with this guy, and she posted some pictures of herself naked sleeping with him um, in bed with him in this photo, and she sent it to Rob. Rob went ballistic, and they are actually married. So, of course, he went ballistic, but they were broken up, but still they were married and, um, and have a baby and all that. And so he decided he was going to post pictures of her naked, pictures that he had taken of his own when they were together, and who knew? It was against the law to do that. Did anybody realize that? Except for me, I didn't, I didn't know that it was against the law. Yeah, I thought it was revenge. a bad thing to do. Yeah. It's like a revenge porn law or something. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. No, oh, well, actually, I won't go while, while we, we got a quick break, let me um, let me bring someone else in from the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas. Long time since we've heard from her. Welcome on, Amy. Amy, what's going on? Hey, hey guys, hey, hey y'all. Hey. hey, Crystal. Hey. Go, go, Rob. I take that. Go <laughs> dig Rob. it down. Take that. Go dig it down. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing about it is, first of all, with Rob, we hope that he makes it out of it okay. Okay, first of all, number one, because this is illegal. Okay, what he did is illegal, and he shouldn't have done that. You know, and um, but, and China has gone in full force, and she is suing him and all of that. Now, Rob Kardashian has, of course, the lawyer Robert. Shapiro, as we all remember him. Robert Shapiro, everybody's all uh, going nuts about that. Robert Shapiro's always been their lawyer. He's always been been their lawyer. And, of course, he hasn't had anything to do with them for a while, Um, you know, regarding criminal cases. Um, The last big criminal case, we Uh, all know. Well, if you go back and watch the first season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Mm-hmm. When Courtney's uh, Courtney had some old photos that she had taken with an old boyfriend long before Scott, and okay. those were coming back to haunt them. If you'll go back and watch the first season, you'll see Kim sitting in a room crying, and Courtney comes in and wants to know what's wrong, and she says, guess what's come back to haunt us? And Chris mm. calls Robert Shapiro on the phone. You know what, I have to to say this, and I've said it many times, people who have followed me, the two people who follow me, um, I would say, you know, people talk about the Kardashians, but they have been around for over 15 years, and Mm -hmm. there is something more than just Kim sleeping with, um, what's his name? Ray J. Thank you, Ray J. I love Ray J. But anyway, it's more than just that. Okay, because people have followed them for a very long time. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, and we can go into psychologically why, but Rob has not been a part of that person in a real way. And so he has expressed that on the show. Figure out what's wrong with him. I've known for years, and I've never met Rob Kardashian in my life, but I had known yeah. for years what was wrong with that boy. And his family can't, they've got their heads so far up their asses, they can't seem to to understand or realize what's truly wrong with Rob. You got to read between the lines. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's things about them that I like. There's things that I don't Mm -hmm. like. It's like right right now I'm beyond pissed at Kendall and Kylie, beyond pissed. You know, yeah, for what they did, for, yeah, what right. they did with with the Tupac and Biggie, and right, uh, how fucking right. dare they? How fucking dare they? And the Doors right. and Ozzy, you know. But oh, yeah, right. I, I'm on. I'm pissed at them. I'm on Rob's side because I can't stand Black China, and I knew from the very beginning that she was using him to get it, Tiger, to get it, Kylie and Tiger, and to get Kardashian right. money. Right. And then the other day I saw I saw something where Kim was apologizing because some photos got leaked of her butt and she wasn't she apologizes for not being in good, at her best or she had been sick or in the mm-hmm. hospital something I'm like that is so ridiculous I, I I tweeted I'm like that is so ridiculous Kim you are a human being you don't have to apologize you don't owe anyone well, that's true. anything. And that's you know, that, but, you that's know just actually, Kim is not a human being. She's Kim Kardashian. And, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, people <laughs> much differently. But speaking of the Kardashians, and I will end with this, and we'll let Q get on with his show. But, hey, LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, and who didn't see this coming? LeVar Ball is coming out with a reality TV show. Um, I'm not sure what channel is actually going to be on. But anyway, he's landed a show. They're they're working out the details right now. But, um, of course, it's going to be him and his two sons. Um, now, Lonzo Ball, you know, he started. He's on the um, L.A. You know, Lakers, and he's going to, you know, be part of that team and everything. And, you know, hasn't been really good as far as the response from him being on the show, being on, you know, the team right now. But I think the problem with that is that LeVar Ball has made it too huge that he couldn't possibly, you know, live up to what his father, LeVar, has set for for his two boys. But anyway, uh, LeVar Ball... I hear Kylie's getting her own show. Well, that would be cool. It, I like Kylie. It was posted yeah. the other day that Kylie's supposed to be getting a show, and I'm just like, here we go, pimping our kids again, Chris. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of pimping our kids, Lamar Ball wants everybody to know, and he explained it on TMZ, that he is not, you know, a Chris Jenner, okay? And he said he is not pimping his kids. It's going to be all about the ball error <laughs> you know and it was just so funny to me because we all know that's what he's doing i mean these poor kids again here's you know three more kids i put on you know suicide watch because <laughs> oh my god the pressure of being the sons of that motherfucking guy is just ridiculous and i'm sure q buff you know you guys probably have more um you know, commentary regarding, you know, the whole basketball thing. But I just think that it, I'm going to watch. I'll be watching, definitely. But I just think, oh, my God, this is just a nightmare waiting to happen. It is. I don't know. It is a nightmare. These kids, these kids are in, in deep trouble. It's simply because, I mean, this dude, every week this guy is trying to get into the news, doing yeah. something, whether it's selling shoes, whether he's trying to come up with something. For clothes, he's talking about he's better than 
LeBron James, um, you know, better than, you know, he's better than Donald Trump. Well, he probably might be getting a while late on that one. But, you know, it's just he's got something to say every week. And people are tuning in because they're tuning in because he's he's crazy as a bitch. I'm going old school on that one. But he's nutty. I mean, and you've but, been listening out too long, Buck. He, <laughs> hey, he's making it. He's making it happen some kind of way. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a shame because I'll be honest with you, his his son um, and Alonzo. I don't even know what he, I don't know if he can speak. Yeah, Alonzo. I, I have no idea what he sounds like because his dad doesn't talk. No. And um, exactly. So, so I'm not sure if I've heard his voice or not, but he has a target on his back and he's not said a word, you know? And so now you have people, you have guys in the league who say because he didn't play the last game, uh, the last little exhibition game that he's, he's trying to duck people that he's scared. And it's like, you have all these people coming well, at you him? because of your death. I mean, come on. So. I mean, I, I totally wouldn't blame him for that. And I feel for the guy. And I, first of all, A, I will be watching, definitely, absolutely, uh, of course, because who I am. Um, and, you and know, I, I keep those guys, right, well, well, I won't be listening to that. But I will be watching for my part in it. And uh, I will be keeping those boys in my prayers. But anyway, that's what's <laughs> trending right now. Uh, for more stuff such as what's going on with Janet Jackson. She has finally released the pictures of her little baby. And so that's really cool. So if you want to check those out, go to getcrystallized.net and um, check that out. So back to you, Q. It's time to get crystallized. All right. Thank you for that, Crystal. I always enjoy hitting on those current current events and trending topics. Uh, a lot of this stuff I may hear in passing, but I don't know the details. So it's always good to, good to get the scoop on everything. And let me go to the A65. Well, he just dropped off. I think that might have been Tennessee Rich that just dropped off. But we'll go ahead and get into our main topic and discuss how – Society has changed so much over the last 50 years, and 50 years sounds like a long time, but it's really not in the grand scheme of things. Um, 50 years is not even a full lifetime when you think about it. So we're not very far from our country's origin. But what once took a century or even decades to change or evolve is now happening overnight, it seems. So many things that were once unacceptable are not only accepted today, but a lot of times even encouraged. So where does it stop, or should it even be stopped? That's what we'll discuss on tonight's show. And not just – it's kind of the whole if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. And, of course, we all have different perspectives on what's considered broken or not. But um, it's kind of what I want to get into today. But I mainly want to focus on – my, uh, on morals um, On that side Maybe we'll get into a little uh, Something that's kind of Related to procedure 
but I may want to talk about morals. So, uh, Crystal, let me start with you. You know, back in the 70s, or at least when I was growing up and I was reading, there were a lot of books that had, like, a moral to the story. Okay, it wasn't just Aesop Fables. A lot of books had morals. I mean, to your knowledge, is that the case today? Do you hear references to morals when it comes to things regarding kids? Well, you know, I think that um, it's different now because, oh gosh, when you think about morals, they're not really played up, you know, in TV, which is where, you know, a lot of people are getting their their entertainment or whatever. Um, I think it's, it's still maybe in some of the cartoons and maybe some of the Disney movies or whatever, but not really. I mean, things are a little different now. And it could be because I think that children, um, on the one hand, are more intelligent. They have more information that they can derive from. Um, but I don't know if the parents are necessarily teaching it as much as they were before. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem that way, quite frankly. It really doesn't because when you talk about something as simple as respecting your elders, it's, it's something that's so foreign to a lot of the kids now. They really they don't respect their elders. They don't respect anybody except for themselves um, or respect... Um, they barely respect their their parents, um, and all they respect is is a little bit of what they see on TV, but not even really that anymore. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's being taught. Which everything starts in the home. So if it's not being taught in the home, it's definitely not being taught in basic society. Okay. So Amy. Why does society appear to have the attitude these days that people should just do what they feel and not receive any type of judgment or ridicule? Well, it's, you know, the freedom of of speech, I feel, has been taken way farther than what our, you know, our forefathers have, have, would have ever imagined. Um, you know, it's hard for me, like you asked Crystal about books, it, it, it's hard for me to say anything about books because all I read are true crime and, and biographies. But, you know, today's people, their morals are, they don't want to get involved. I mean, I've never seen the likes of people just walk, see someone struggling to do something and just, walk by or or uh, stop at a car wreck and film it with their phone you know um i was always taught to react you know it was just human nature for me to react while people just want to stand around and gawk and and um you know the kids these days um their morals have have totally changed um society's gone to shit <laughs> it really has yeah. and you know i don't i don't feel like 
you know, sure, we live in a free country and we should be able to do what we want to and all, but let's be respectful about it. You know, let's not just run amok just because it's a free country. They don't give you the right to just run amok. You know, if we would just respect each other and respect each other's uh, way of fashion or respect each other's color or what, respect each other's religions and uh, things like that, whether they're rich or poor or whatever, um, then, but we don't. Okay. I agree. And Bucks, what do you think, man? Why does society appear to kind of have the attitude that people should just do what they feel and not be subjected to any type of judgment or ridicule? Just a pure fact that we just, I mean, we don't teach it. I mean, and it, like Crystal said, you do, it starts at home. I mean, there are certain things that you spoke that every, there were unwritten rules that we knew not to cross. There was a respect factor. Um, you got to respect your fellow man. If you don't even respect, I mean, the people that live, you know, live across the street from you or next door to you, or, you know, it doesn't, you know, open the door. You know, you see somebody bringing packages or bags or something, and you just let the door pop them in the face. I mean, open the door for the person so that way, or if you see somebody limping and they don't have a cane, even if they have a cane, open the door for them. Don't just let the door just slap down. You know, take the time out to respect your fellow fellow man or woman. It makes, it would make such a huge difference. Um Maybe somebody's walking by. Maybe, maybe it looks like they're not, um, you know, feeling their best. And you say, hey, how you doing? Are you doing okay? And they may say, no, not so much today. And then you say something like, well, maybe from this this part on for the rest of the day, maybe your day will be brighter. Just little things like that will make such a huge difference in this country. And we don't do that anymore. And and that that's really taught at home. And But when you have kids raising kids, and you don't have father figures, you don't have that village, so to speak, that I, mm-hmm. I talk about a lot of times. You don't have that, and, you know, you don't have the elderly people anymore teaching our kids. We have kids teaching kids. And if they don't know, they don't know what to teach the kids coming up behind them. And those morals, morals and values that you have coming, that we have, they don't because of broken homes and some of the things that I've already spoke about. Okay. Very good, sir. And um, on Twitter, Milani Billups chimed in from Queen, and she says, I think many people feel as if their actions don't affect others, so they believe people should mind their business. And let's see, Deborah Cooper out of Oaktown said home training about appropriateness is sorely lacking in modern culture. Millennials are the worst offenders. All right. So let's talk about dress codes. And it's something we've discussed, uh, you know, on the show before, but Crystal does the lack of a dress code make, make any establishment more likely to endure people, um, being disrespectful or having a disrespectful attitude. Like, well, say, for I, example, yeah, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'm saying I put um, dress code and to me in the category of music. Uh, dress code is an expression of who you know, who you feel you are or who you want to be or what you're trying to express, which is usually freedom, independence uh, for a lot of millennials these days. And so, you know, some of us who are still in the Generation X mode. Um, but I, I think that that kind of comes from what we were talking about before, which is the whole, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't have to respect anybody. I can live the way I want to live. I am who I am. And that has been expressed more so in the millennial mode um, because not just their dress, but it's also their mindset, which is good, of entrepreneurship, of I need to make, you know, a million dollars by the time I'm 25 or 30. Uh, I'm going to do it in these, you know, unconventional ways of where I do my own thing. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to rap. I'm going to start my own online business. I'm going to whatever. You know, it's about just them. In the 80s, which is the Generation X, which is right before them, you know, we thought more about me, ourselves, but we were thinking of it and still in the corporate world, the corporate tradition, you know, so that was like, you know, get this job, go to school, get this job, you know, and um, get this house, get you know, live in the right neighborhood and raise our kids and everything. But in the millennial age, it is more of, yeah, I'm going to get my own thing, I'm going to do my own thing, but I'm going to do it in a way that you guys never did it before, and they have the resources to do it in a different way. And not only that, I'm not going to have kids until I'm probably 40. So, <laughs> you know, that whole thing of the white picket fence in the house, I'm going to delay that forever. We're going to live in a loft, and we're just going to chill. So the whole idea of dress, I think it's, it's just their expression of that, you know. And I was hoping the saggy pants or whatever would, from the 80s and 90s, well, 90s would go away, but it really hasn't. It's kind of, you know, morphed into something else, um, just kind of raggedy. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just be myself and all this. So um, I think I'm, I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to that because I'm like, I want them to express themselves because they're different and they're thinking of things differently than we did, just like we thought of things differently than, you know, the um, generation before us. But some of that is taken out because kind of like what Buck was saying, we, children were raising children so it kind of spawned this new um, generation of complete independence. And that's and that goes with everything, music, dress code, ideology, everything. All right. And, Amy, when it comes to dress code, does it kind of lower, I guess, the the respect, so to speak, when you allow people to dress down? I mean, when you think about it, people wore suit and ties um, to work, you know, for, for white-collar jobs for, you know, centuries or decades or whatever, 
That seemed like over the last 20 years, all that's just changed. Right. And, you know, now things are more acceptable in the workplace, like multiple earrings, tattoos, and things like that. I personally believe and firmly believe in the freedom of expression and freedom to dress however the hell you want to. When I was in school, you know, we could wear mini skirts in the 80s. You know, we could wear mini skirts and we could wear um, our hair whacked off on one side and long on the other and pink tails and, you know, and, and uh, cut up jeans and, and um, you know, holes in the knees. And, and now, like Shaughnessy's High School, which is the same high school I went to, they, you know, moved moved up in the world, and um, you know now they don't allow that. They you can't wear holes in your jeans, you can't wear mini skirts, you can't have pink hair or purple hair or, or um, whatever. Chauncey got sent home in junior high for having red and black highlights in her hair um, that I put in there, <laughs> but um, when and and I and it's just all this. You know what do you call it? This um, cultural—not uh, a cultural appropriation, but um, where you try to make everything right. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but you know, and enforcing what? What did you say, Crystal? I was saying assimilation, maybe. Oh no! Um, oh, I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, um, you know, and like, okay, y'all are aware we just had that club shooting, that mass shooting here in in Little Rock, yeah. at that club. Yeah. And um, when I worked on hip hop nights at the club at Joe's. Um, it got to a point that we tried to change our dress code and we tried to keep people from, from coming in on Thursday nights and promoting their color, whether it be red or blue. And they taught us, Vice taught us certain things to look for and to pay attention to. And we were turning people away at the door. But unfortunately, it doesn't matter if you're wearing green. If you're a blood and you see a crip and you know that person's a crip, even though he might have a purple suit on, you're going to fight. They're going to fight. They're going to shoot. They're going to, you know, do whatever they want to do, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, I I believe in freedom of, of expression. I just... Sometimes people carry it a little too far. You know, when Miley Cyrus was going through her uh, deal, you know, I, I just, I don't want to see your ass and I don't want to see your titties, Miley. <laughs> Put them up. <laughs> You're on the Jimmy Kimmel show, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. You're on national TV. My child is watching you grind all over Robin Thicke, okay? <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I was so mortified watching that. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I I firmly believe in people wearing whatever they want to wear. And you know, if you want to, if you're in a gang, you want to promote your color, promote it. It 
but okay. So I don't know. I look at things a little differently. Um, and under Milan Phillips says, um, where there is no standard, anything goes. And I, I kind of feel the same way. I think if you don't have that type of rule and you allow people to do what they want to do, then something as, you know, as, you know, maybe viewed innocent as um, Amy putting pink hair in Shaughnessy's hair, you know, turns into uh, a Miley Cyrus gr- grinding on a, on a Robin Thicke because Miley's going to say, well, I'm just expressing myself. You know, it's like there's no line. So if you don't have any type of standard, people are going to take it as far as they want to go. And um, I think that, you know, that's what we're seeing a lot of when you look at television now. When I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, um, there's some words you didn't hear on TV, okay, unless it was premium TV like HBO or Showtime. Now, when you're watching NBC or Comedy Central or FX or whatever, you may as well be watching HBO or Showtime. You'll hear almost any word because people are like, well, it doesn't matter. The kids are probably hurting anyway, so let's just do whatever. So everyone's kind of conforming, so to speak. But um, but let me ask you this. Uh, You know, at one time, sex was considered a private and sacred act. But now, thanks to media and social media and the fact people can get rich off a sex tape, is something that doesn't appear to be anything that's considered sacred or private. Um, do you think that it's changed at all over the last 20, 25 years, in your opinion? I think it's, I think it's always been there. It's just, but, yeah, it is, it's more out in the open now. I mean, hell, I mean, you could be, you know, you, you could pretty much see it anywhere. It doesn't have to be on damn television. I mean, all, all it takes is, you know, you could be in the park, you know, at 8 o'clock in the evening, you know, and it's, if it's dark, you just might run across it. I mean, it's just, I mean, somebody, you know, doing the nasty or whatnot. So, you know, people just, you know, they're much more open to it. It's not as sacred as it used to be. And, um, you know, they've taken so much, you know, taken so much, you know, it used to be where, you know, you do it behind closed doors and whatnot, but people want to do it out in the open and, do it in different places, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But you know, they should still should do it. You know, you know where you know where at least kids cannot see it. You know, so. But I don't think anybody really takes that into consideration anymore. They just let the rough side drag. <laughs> All right, Crystal. Do you think? Um, well, first of all, did you ever think that sex was? Was sacred and If you did do you think Now Is something else Well I never thought Of sex as sacred <laughs> But what I did Think of as sacred as far as TV and the movies Was love making And I I didn't need to see Someone Actually have sex as you know, as far as they could take it on the screen, mm-hmm. in order to know that when a man and a woman enter the room or start kissing and falls down on the couch or the bed and start, you know, 
he stands, you know, he sits up and he takes off his shirt. I knew what was going to happen next, you know. Yeah. And even if you've never had sex before, you you had a, you knew what was basically going to happen next. So the next scene should be them waking up in the morning or you know, in the middle of the night or whatever, after the act has already occurred, or, you know, they're, you know, smuggling in bed and kissing. I know that they had just had sex. However, now in a lot of movies, you know, you've got the whole soft porn thing happening, which I really don't need to say. It, to me, it's almost like you're insulting my intelligence because if I want to actually see porn, then I can... I can actually watch a porn video. Um, I mean, I don't mind them going a little further where, you know, a person is kissing a little more, they're kissing the shoulder, they're caressing. So you kind of, if you want to show how much they love each other or how much, you know. But um, basically, I actually don't need to see them, you know, pumping each other, you know, with just the right angles. I don't need to see that. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's insulting to me, like I said, you know, it really is, because I know what's happening. I mean, geez, let's move on. I got it. You're having sex. They're together. They're a couple now. Okay, now let's move on to the next thing. So, but I think, yeah, I think nowadays more so they are getting in more into showing that. And it's, yeah. you know what I find <clears throat> as a movie buff, I find that the ones who are lacking of story and lacking of really good storytelling or budget or whatever, they they really, you know, they really want that. They want the whole sex thing, you know, or horror gore thing, which I call, you know, horror porn, in order to sell the story. Because there is no story, so they just try to sell that. So, um, which turns me off, but that's just me. Okay, I got you. I got them. I do think they do too much, uh, especially on broadcast television. Uh, I mean, but two seasons on Scandal, Jake was fingering Olivia. <laughs> I mean, on the beach. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, wow, this is on ABC, you know. I got yeah, that's kind of cool. Lady. But that's uh, <laughs> uh, getting down. Look. <laughs> so, but all right, um, Amy, I ask you this: and parenting has changed a lot. A lot of people want to say kids have changed. I personally don't believe that changed that much. I just think that um, kids are still kids and just parents let them do a lot more than what we were allowed to do as kids. But as a parent, you have to sacrifice certain things. All right. For some parents, they have to sacrifice um, the fact they can't go out every Friday night anymore. I mean, talking about being a good parent Um, or, you know, and things of that nature. But was there anything you had to sacrifice from your life in a good parent well I had to sacrifice a lot I don't know if you call it sacrifice I have 
taken all my mistakes and all my experiences and tried to teach my daughters the old school way and I've tried to take my mistakes and teach them the right way and try to steer them away from drugs and alcohol and stripping and gang banging and and all that stuff and with one it has worked and with the other one it has not so um I think kids have changed a lot and you know I've been thinking about that a lot recently and I still cannot wrap my mind around the fact that yes I grew up in a hick town here in Arkansas the boys from my school had unlocked pickup trucks with shotguns hanging on gun racks in the back window of their truck. Not once did anyone ever bring a gun inside the school and think about shooting anybody. We either fist-fought out in the hallway or we went to the park or the cemetery or something and done it. Now, I am very laid back with my kids. I've taken them to concerts. Um, They've, you know, um, but um, I am very overprotective. Like, I won't let Shaughnessy walk. I would, would not let Shaughnessy walk alone. I don't allow her to walk up to the store. I don't go allow her to go out walking with her friends or anything like that. I don't allow her to go to hip-hop uh, shows um, simply because it's not safe. She got stuck in a situation where she went to Dallas with some friends, and at the last minute, they go to a Nelly concert. And I'm like, oh, shit, you did not go to a fucking Nelly concert. And I'm like, Shanti, it's not, it's not safe anymore. I grew up being able to go to those kind of shows, but now it's not safe. These kids bring guns, and you can't go and enjoy yourself anymore. So, you know, as we found out a couple of weeks ago here in Little, you know, in Little Rock. Um, but hell, all, that damn dude, all he did was promote violence and shooting people, so go figure. But, yeah, I mean, I think kids have changed a lot. And there's a kind of, I have this inside joke about, yeah, we should have stayed off that dope in the 80s. Um, us parents should have stayed off that dope in the 80s and the early 90s because our kids are fucked up. They're either wanting to kill each other Or they're wanting to kill themselves They have no respect They are what I call The entitled generation Where they think they're Entitled to everything Gimme, 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 gimme I think that's I think you have to teach that You know Right, well my daughter will Shaughnessy will work now, she has had a job since she turned 16. So, she has worked. She's paying her own way through college and everything. So, you know, like I said, I I did good with one, but I kind of failed with the other one. 
And Buck, what do you think, man? Is there something you had to sacrifice um, in order to be a good parent? Well, I mean, you got you have to do what is necessary. You can't be. This is the thing that that a lot of people nowadays do, which I think is just completely ridiculous. You can't be a friend to your children, okay? You can't, you know, let them do, just walk all over you. You know, try to be best friends with your kids. That's just something you just can't do, in my opinion. Because when you start doing that, then you know that's when they start falling by the wayside. Um, you have to you have to be strict with your kids and let them know you know what they can and can't do, and you can't be, you can't bend with them. You you know a lot of times we bend the rule. You know a lot of today's parents bend the rules for their kids. There wasn't no rule bending when we were coming up or get out of jail free cards or any of that shit. If you fucked up, you fucked up, and you liable to get your ass whooped by more than more than just your parents. You know, if you like I was, I had uncles and great uncles and aunts that lived up the street from me, so I knew not to screw up too bad because if I did, they may get a piece. So I mean, there were just things that you know you have to be a parent to your kids at all times, whether it's you know from a grade standpoint, um, screwing up on the bus. Um, you know, acting up in the store, any of that kind of stuff. You can't just go, oh, it's going to be all right, and I'm, I'm going to buy you a piece of candy and everything's going to be all right. No, fuck that. You got to be on top of your game at all times. Therefore, when they get older, when they get into their teens and things of that nature, they don't try you. And if they do try you, they know not to go too far because they know shit's going to happen to them if they do. So, you know, we got to get back to that. And if we don't, okay. you know, that way we won't have all these Misfits that we have now I feel you on that To the 601 area code I go To the Magnolia State of Mississippi Welcome on The man who's been dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, what up? What's up, Q? What's up, Radio World? <laughs> what up? I know, Eminem. You gotta say it right. I swear yeah, yeah, you yeah, say man. that I, right. I, I, I you was uh, start that over. Start it over. Sometimes start I, over. I just, start I just over. like with my own voice sound. You know, I get choked on my own words. You know what I'm saying? Oh start, start that over because he, he came in the wrong way. Came say it again. Say way. it again. Play it again. You got to come back in this motherfucker right. Right. So six on one area code I go. <laughs> Welcome on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem. What's shaking, man? What up, Q? What up, Radio World? That's going to like it. <laughs> Eminem, let me ask you this, man. Do modern-day parents do things for their child's best, best interest, or do they do things to shut their kids up? Like, for example, buy them a cell phone or put a TV in their room. Uh, actually, the, the, the answer there is, 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 is that was a uh, A B choice, but the answer is actually C, which is a combination of both of them. Well, not not really a combination number one, but the answer is shut up, not because they need to be they restless like the old school, just like you know get out of here, do something, go outside, ride a bike or something. Nah, this is like hey, you know. I'm on your level, you know, it's like, 
it's just like uh, they want them out of the way because they're not finished maturing, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to throw something that's food for thought out there. Um, I know uh, I like that comment Amy had made, and, you know, she was dropping knowledge on everybody was fucked up. But it just made me laugh to myself because I was thinking about the song. I can't remember who uh, sung it now, but, you know, of course, everybody know that song. Wake Up Everybody, whatever came out, like, the I think, mid-70s or something like that. But, like, yeah. Did you, if you listen to the words, you know, it's like, damn, and then, um, and then, uh, uh, James Brown song, uh, you know, the whole little story about heroin or whatever, ride you to mm-hmm. hell, hell, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, shit was being fucked up, so it makes you wonder how fucked up can fucked up get, now we've seen it, you know, we've seen it now, you know, the, the this, this latter, latter section of millennials is super fucked up. But to get back to the question, yeah, that's what it's, that's what's happening. Everything's a pacifier. Um, no parenting is happening at all. I mean, I'm seeing it like literally just in my little league program. Over the last five years, it's been a change. The parents are getting worse. And what I mean by this is like they don't even allow nobody to to, to mentor their kids. So when I first started, it used to be like, well, I ain't going to pick them up. I ain't going to do nothing but like, you know, but if y'all to deal with them, you know, I don't give a shit. It ain't like that no more. It's like, oh, you got to scrape, you got to quit. You know, oh, that man said holler at y'all. You can't can't play no more. It's that type of shit. Everybody's like a big pussy-ass society, man, you know. Right. It's just like it's going to be so many damn, uh, you know, what well, they say it's a slur and all that stuff, but I, nah. I mean, it's going to be so many damn sissies and shit around here. It ain't going to be funny. And I mean, from a soft standpoint, it's like, you know, you know, you'll never see a dude being able to work more than 40 hours no more. I mean, these niggas ain't going to be made of nothing. I'm just saying. And, it's you know, because of the parenting. And then, you know, this is going to be a shocker. Hey, Crystal, you ready? Half the reason is the dudes. You know, it's just like, like, okay, like, and this is what I mean. It's just like, now, a deadbeat of the 70s and 80s, all y'all remember how this will would be. You know, it might be somebody that you go to school with that's a good good in sports, football, baseball, basketball, something like that. And that sorry joker find out his son is a star. He at every game and bragging and talking shit. And he ain't gonna let him quit either. He ain't gonna do nothing with him now. He ain't gonna take him to practice in the life, but he ain't gonna let him quit. Boy, you better get your ass up. Man, you don't see no dudes saying that no more. It's like, you know, if a kid don't wanna play, they don't they let him quit. If a kid don't wanna do it, they let him it's like the dudes don't even have an ego no more, and that's scary because you're going to have a big-ass, sissy, pussy-ass society where the, 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 the men are watered down, you know, a damn uh, uh, butch-type chick going to be more of a man than these, some of these dudes out here. You know? I really like that. Yeah, and so it's that's really what I'm saying. Like it's, just, it's just like I, I never thought I would see the day when a, when a dude – that supposedly had, like, quote-unquote street cred, you know. Back in the 80s, they slanging dope and knocking motherfuckers the older money out with their damn fists. Don't give a damn if they last couple kids they done had, they don't give a damn if they walk around with pink socks on and shit or nothing. They don't care, you know. And motherfuckers with Hello Kitty book bags and shit, all kind of shit going on now. But it's like the dudes ain't saying nothing, man. You know. You know, the dudes ain't saying shit. Hello Kitty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but you supposed to. <laughs> you supposed to. In the 80s. Hey, hey, you supposed to though. <laughs> you supposed to. The guys are not. 
I mean, you when you see guys walk, crusty ass dude walking around on Hello Kitty, you know this motherfucker. There was a dude, there was a dude in damn Walmart trying on one of them damn Hello Kitty onesies, one of them big, you know, for Halloween. He went to the damn dressing room and tried to shit on, come out. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm going like, dude, trying to shit on. I mean, this is not this is not normal behavior. Right. But, and then think about know, it. We, people say men got to style. be men. Women got yeah. to be women. I mean, right. shit. Y'all should have seen me drunk walking around dressed as Ariel and Little Mermaid at the bar one year. Hey, that was nice. funny. <laughs> it's weird hey. going out that and seeing the guys. That green mermaid bottom and bikini top. Oh, yeah. The guys don't even they don't they don't even go after the women no more when they when you when you go out now the guys just don't even pay attention when a fine ass woman come by they don't even look. You hit the nail on you hit the nail on the head, man. I thought it was just me because dude, I mean uh, it's, it's crazy because you know my right <laughs> I own. I'm like what the fuck? I mean, you know I'm trying to holler. These jokers just standing there looking. I'm going like, y'all don't know what the fuck to do. Right. I mean, and they're look, standing there like a deer in headlights. They don't know what the I, fuck you to know do, what? man. It's, it's, it's look, incredible. Man, dude. I, I, I thought that was just, I thought that was just me because uh, I was somewhere last week. You know, it was just a regular setting. I don't know if it was uh, at Walmart or just just some in uh and somebody you know walked by that was you know very put together and but the the people that was noticing and responding was cast my age and old and I was just like damn these young dudes seem like they ought to be you know at least looking or something man these motherfuckers at like, least damn, they ain't even look they're not even <laughs> they're not even looking in that direction I mean it's 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 incredible because you know you could be uh, you could be somewhere like before Brady's or whatever and you just watch just people watch because I think social media is kind of kind of screwed it up, but a lot of it is just the fact that there's no, like I said, there's no guys actually teaching guys, and they're getting, the guys are getting softer and softer. They don't Oh, yeah. And when oh, they, yeah. And when, and when they, when an OG come up in there and they look and they're going like, wow, look how he did that. I wonder if I can do that. Right. But they don't and know like, how. Uh, and, and, and then the thing attention. about it is, and then they don't know how to, they don't know how to, you know, be a gentleman, but still keep your man, exactly. you, know, you know, without losing your manhood. Like, you know, like me, it's second nature. I see a chick, man, I'm opening the door. I ain't thinking nothing else about it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, shit, you know, but the thing about it, I'm going to do it in a way that it's going to look like I ain't no damn chump, though. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand these motherfuckers, man, you know. All right, I let mean, me jump back. in. We got a couple more questions before we <laughs> shut things down. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about schools right quick. And this is kind of a if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of deal. But schools have changed a lot. We used to get grades. Now I think they get colors. I don't know what they get. Um, and then another thing I've noticed is kids no longer have books. It's like, you know, they have laptops and things of that nature or tablets. But um, how do you feel? And this is, I right, let me go back to Crystal. How do you feel about kids really no longer opening books? You know, they don't understand turning pages and things of that nature. Is it, is it a big deal? Is it much about nothing? What do you think? Well, I think that, of course, um, being a writer and being a reader, I, I love 
um, physical books. I love the fact of opening the book and, as you were saying, turning the pages. I love that. But I think nowadays, I again, as I was saying earlier, you have to kind of let go of your own kind of traditions or whatever for the new generation who were really not brought up that way, especially, especially kids who are born right now, you know, the ones who are just a few years old. They are not going to have that kind of sensation. They don't need it. And so I don't really say, okay, you have to open a book in order to learn anything. I think there are things that are online, which is very convenient, that they will be able to learn and and look at. Their turning of pages will be, you know, just like with anything in their um, tablet or whatever or on their phone. So... And I think well, let me ask you this. Up. Let me ask you what? this, because think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Dating back to God, 1400s, you know, or, well, even before then. But, I mean, you know, yeah. people had books. We had books for centuries. And now yeah. over the course of, you know, uh, I guess a couple of decades, well, not even a couple of decades, really over the course of maybe – 10 to 15 years, that's mm-hmm. changed. That doesn't... Well, we still have books. We still have books. There, books will never go away completely. And the reason being is because we're, we're going to still need the hard copy, but uh, just meaning as far as the normal way of reading will more than likely be more, geared more towards downloading information. But as long as you get the information, it is important, you know. Uh, I found that um, even over the last 10 to 15 years, some of the classics that were, you know, you were required to read in high school, it's not even, not even there anymore. So, I mean, just that. So, I mean, I just think those are things that are different. But as far as finding knowledge, we can find knowledge faster, quicker. Um, you know, we don't even have to ask the question. We can just look it up. And I think that um, teachers, professors, or whatever have, have to um, adapt to that way of teaching. Just like we have to adapt to adult teaching, which has been the thing in the last 20 years because more adults are going back to school. And now you have to adapt to the teaching, which is more electronic as opposed to just lecturing, you know, in a way. So so I, I think you, we just have to adapt to each other. Uh, I mean, I think that, uh, so in other words, I think it's fine. We just, we just have to learn to adapt to it. All right. Anyone else of, of the mindset, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Uh, Yeah, me. Well, um. You know, back in 2000 and around 2010 or so, I guess, um, when my computer fried, um, you know, I wasn't able to get a new computer. And then my income depleted and things changed, you know, here in our household, and we couldn't afford a new computer, an internet, or a laptop, or a Kindle. I remember Shaughnessy coming home from junior high talking about a Kindle, and I'm like, what the hell is a Kindle, you know? 
um, all the stuff that came after, you know, around 2010. And so, you know, I just completely, you know, when, when the iPhone started coming out and all that, you know, I, I was just like, you know, didn't know, I didn't, I still had a razor phone, um, because I, I was so old school and didn't have any money that, so, you know, it, when, Instead of doing simple book reports like we did where we used encyclopedias or we went to the library and had to use the card catalog, you know, and all that kind of crazy stuff, that was how I knew how to do things. Well, now it's Google, 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 you know, and, um, you know, getting all your info off the Internet and stuff. And when you don't have the Internet and you don't have a computer, you know, it makes things tough for a kid. And, um so Shaughnessy had to, you know, utilize her time in, in, in the library and stuff at school and this and that and other. And she had to, um, I had to get her an iPhone and she had to, you know, connect to the com- Wi-Fi and stuff at school. And, and, and so it, and then she would come home and use an old version of, um, of, uh, office, um, uh, the windows office or whatever it was and you know and have to and then when they upgraded it and and all that and she started having problems you know and so I just wasn't able to keep up with the advancement of of technology for so many years and Mm -hmm. um I still can't keep up with it you know, I've got a cheap straight talk phone from Walmart. You know, that's the best I can do. And still don't have a computer. Shaughnessy got a laptop when she went to college that her dad paid for. Um, but, hey, Amy. You know, Amy. It's time for you to yeah. time. <laughs> what concerns me more, what, what, can, what concerns me more. Do what? I said it's time for you to come out of retirement. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. After I saw this 80-year-old woman the other day on one of Steve Harvey's shows, and she was standing on her head on top of a big fire pole, some kind of pole or something, yeah, and I, I was like, that. damn, I may have a second career in, in, yeah, in pole dancing. But um you know what 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 truly concerns me more than anything is the fact that when I took her senior year the last day of school I took her to her elementary school which is where I grew up going to elementary school for to have breakfast with her old teachers and it looked like the entry to Cummins prison in Grady Arkansas and I was like, what the fuck? What have they done? I'm like, are we at Cummins or are we at Howard Perrin Elementary? And it was it was just, I was like, they turned this place into a prison. Mm. And it was just sad. And I was just like, Mike, what is wrong with these fucking kids? What is wrong with people? Hey, things have changed. Things have changed, and I just think I just that... I cannot wrap my mind around how, it. 
how things have been the same for hundreds of years, yet there's been a rush to make changes to things over the last, you know, less than 50 years. You know, and, and, um, and you know, the school shootings, Mitchell Johnson and Andrew Golden, they stole a bunch of guns from Andrew's grandpa, and they shot up the school in in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, a year before Columbine ever happened. And they were like 13 and 11 at the time. Um, They are the only two living school shooters who are not, who are alive and not in prison in the whole world. Um, You know, most all the other ones killed themselves. Or they're in mass shooters like that. They either killed themselves or they're in prison. But um, I just after after growing up the way I went to school, I I just I can't wrap my mind. I still can. And I blame a lot of different factors. But. At the end of the day, you're responsible for yourself and your actions. You can't blame it on gangster rap. You can't blame it on um, your parents were on drugs. You can't blame it on depression. You can't it, it just, you know, whether your mom was laid up with the dope man or whatever, you know, you're responsible for yourself. Ultimately, that's how you're charged. Nothing else. All right, yeah. now you're ready to wrap things up. Um, let's see. Tomorrow, I'm on the fence about zone coverage. I have to travel out of town. I'm so, going to try to be back in time, but I can't guarantee anything. So, zone coverage is kind of up in the air. So, I'll text you fellas to uh, let you know what's going on. If I don't do it, Tomorrow, I may do it Thursday, and uh, we can get into a couple of discussions. Um, or, you can, next, or you can kick it back an hour if you need to. So, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely weigh my options on that. And next week, we will talk about some of this extreme weather we're going through right now. We're going through an extreme summer in some places. Um, we've dealt with extreme winters before. So we'll get into a little climate discussion next week, but it's going to be, it's not going to be necessarily something that's scientific. It's going to be a little fun. So we'll discuss some things next week regarding that. On the Talk to Q Radio show, no experts, just opinions. Brought to you by NXF, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, brought to you by SFX Valley. Find them on YouTube. And, um, you can go to TalkToQ.com to sign up for my email newsletter. That way you can keep up with what shows are coming out and when. Got a podcast that's going to drop this week um, with an author that I interviewed from um, Ohio. So that will be coming out probably by the end of the week. And we'll go ahead and get into our final thoughts. Again, brought to you by SFX Valley. And final thoughts. And, Amy, I'll start with you. Well, As far as morals go, my favorite quote in the entire world is, be the change you want to see in the world. And 
that's not hard. Imagine a perfect world and imagine yourself getting along with everyone, respecting everyone for their religion, their color, their the way they dress, whether they're rich or whether they're poor. Be that change. Be that person. Be nice to people. It's not that damn hard. It's not that hard. Because especially now that we have a more social world where we discuss politics and we discuss racism and we we discuss all sorts of crap on social media, you know, where everybody's got going to give their two cents worth, just like what we're doing here on the show. You know, be respectful and be nice. When you see an elderly man pushing his wife in a wheelchair, open the door for him at Burger King. Help the elderly woman that's too short to reach the jar of pickles on the top shelf at the grocery store. Get it for her. You know, my grandmother was short, I have, and I'm tall. You know, it, 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 stop and help someone who's been in a car, who's in a car wreck. Don't sit there with your cell phone or someone who's sitting there getting beat up, you know. You don't just sit there and film with, and for God's sakes, kids, talk to somebody. Do not kill yourself. Do not kill each other. You don't have to do that. That that whole Michelle um, Carter girl coaxing her boyfriend and talking her boyfriend into committing suicide, you know, I, oh, my gosh, that just, I, I cannot get over that. And then, you know, all the the gangbanging in Little, here, you know, in Arkansas that's gotten so much worse in Little Rock and, you know, and in the, in these innocent babies that are being caught up in these drive-bys. And I'm just like, why? You OGs are going to have to step up and tell these kids, look, you don't want to spend the rest of your life in prison. Why is it so important that you shoot that guy and that little two-month-old baby or three-year-old child have to go down with them? Why is that so damn important? Okay. You know, just act right, people. It's not that damn hard. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that, Amy. Great. Glad to hear from you again. And Crystal, I'll go to you. Well, basically, uh, you know, Amy said it all. <laughs> I'll try not to repeat everything she just said. But, you know, um, very good show. And, you know, when it comes to morals or whatever, you know, morals are taught, uh, whether it be by your parents or by your experience. And um, I think the, I think maybe in the next few generations uh, it will be different as far as morals and teaching. Because I, I do see that maybe you'll have older parents um, in this generation because they are getting married later and it's a different type of world. 
and you may have different types of parents. And I think we went through that. We've gone through that transition from the 90s to the 2000s. But I really do feel that things will get better because um, we will have uh, young, younger parents who are, or older parents who are able to teach their kids about the knowledge that they, and to live in the world, you know, that they're growing up in, which is different from the world that we grew up in. We grew up in a world that didn't have Internet, didn't have reality TV, didn't have a lot of things. You know, only had a few stations on the TV and things like that. I mean, I remember when there wasn't um, a lot of color TV in the homes. And, you know, I remember there was only a few channels. And and people, you know, it was an event when when things happened on TV. You know, and we all gathered around. I mean, all of us all across the nation gathered around for one TV show. So, but now it's different. Now, I mean, see, now I'm even in that mode of I don't even watch TV when when my program comes on. I mean, I have actually sat and the program was literally coming on, and I was wasn't doing anything, but I didn't want to watch it because I was like, nah, I'll watch it later. <laughs> that kind of a thing. So. It's a new age, it's a new world, and it's new because things are progressing very, very fast now. Um, it used to be where inventions happened decade, and then in the next decade, and the next decade. Now it's just within a few years or even months things are, are, are happening. I mean, our children will be able to live on other planets. That's happening right now. Okay, um, I mean, this is something that's real. So it, it'll be a completely different world that even our grandchildren will live in. So as far as morals, I think that, you know, we had to go through a period. I mean, crack and all the drugs and everything, that did hamper us for a long time. Um, heroin is happening right now. That's, that's hampering a lot of, you know, parents. But I, I really do think that this this is a phase. Even Trump is just a phase. <laughs> Sorry. It really is. I mean, it, it seems horrible now, but he's really just a phase that's happening and, and a transition that's happening in this country and in the world. Things are happening, are going to happen, that are going to change everything. And the things that we think are important right now will not be as important. So as far as morals, you know, I think we will have a new way of, of looking at our life. And I think I, I still have hope in humanity itself and overall, in general. I don't too much want to think about races because I, I see the world going in such a way that what we think of as races, um, as far as white, black, all this other stuff, it's just so ridiculously stupid when it comes to the mass of our world and our universe. So it's just we're going into a another direction and so I, I really see much more hope for humanity. So anyway, um with all that, you know, kooky knowledge for you guys <laughs> I had to bring out my nerd scientist stuff for you guys. But um 
good show, and I really appreciate it. I really I'm glad that I'm still a part of the Talk to You Radio show. And I look forward to more shows. And I actually, I'm looking for, I'm getting anxious about your new What Happens After the 750. I mean, I'm just, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to, happen. I mean, nothing may happen. And I may be like, you know, you know you, how you have an orgasm. And you're like, oh, that's it. Okay. But um, maybe there'll be more. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I had to take it there. That's how my mind works. But anyway, okay. um, <laughs> anyway, I'll look forward to next week. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much, ma'am. You're welcome. And Eminem? Oh, man. Uh, fantastic show, man. Uh, you know, great to hear Amy back on for a second, man. It's been a minute representing the State of Arkansas, I forgot where Arkansas State is. Uh, shit. Uh, Natural State. Natural State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, everybody got great comments and stuff like that. But everybody's kind of, they kind of missing what's happening with morals. Morals has been the same. The big difference is, uh, the consequences has changed. There ain't no fucking consequences. So it makes it seem like it ain't no morals. But consequences create the morals. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, uh, just like right now, if a kid in the, well, I, I'm not even going to go past the 60s because it's a given what happened then. But a kid in the, in the you know, 60s, 70s, maybe the earliest part of the 80s, you know, um, the, regardless of what the culture was, you know, you're in a store. You stealing this shit, you know, just putting something in your pocket, you're going to get your ass beat, period. I mean, that was like a universal thing. So guess what? You know, that that moral code or whatever that seemed to be innate with people, well, that was why, because the consequences were kind of across the board. So now, um, and I noticed it with my kids, my own kids, my older kids, um, friends that, were punished the way they was, but my younger kids, I mean, I can say I'm in the car now, but I don't know if you hear them kids in the background. Like I say, you know, they all outside, and I think somebody threw a rock or something, hit somebody else's car, and some dude walked over there and told a chick about her kids and shit like that, but guess what? You know, the kids, they back in the house playing video games. This has been like 25, 30 years ago with shit. Universal. You know, somebody getting their ass whooped. So, I think the um, a big part of what seems to be breakdown of morale being um, morals, I mean, is the consequences facing away. It's like there's no consequences for no action, you know. And then you know, something we. Uh uh-uh. uh, lost you, Eminem. You know, all these feelings and shit is tied to sports. You know, everybody gets the same reward and all that bullshit. I'm just saying, like, everything, nothing has a a a, a, uh, a reaction to it. So that whole yin-yang principle is getting fucked up. So when that gets fucked up, the world, the balance is off. Ain't no damn balance with shit, you know. You know, you shoot a motherfucker, you get caught, oh, shit, I ain't got no daddy. Like, like, uh uh, well, I know uh, definitely Q heard about it, but just like uh, here in the city, um, a couple weeks ago, 
uh, well, it might have been a month ago now, uh, a six-year-old kid got took out by some punks. And, you know, it was like motherfuckers talking about, you know, you know, you know, all that young and all this kind of shit. Like, what? I mean, goddamn, man, like, shit, it, it, can anybody just get it? Can anybody just, just get their ass beat, filleted, put to sleep by any damn thing? You know, so I think the consequences is eroding and, 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 and you know, the mall just, it just, it just killing the whole fiber because no consequence for shit, you know. Um, it's water raising girls and shit because society makes it where, you know, it ain't no backlash for nothing nobody does. You know, you you know, you have like, you know, four or five kids by the time you're eighteen is like it's some kind of psychological excuse for the shit. You know, it's, it's nothing to make you feel the consequences, so it makes it easier for that grandma back in the day to say this and that and you listen or somebody tell you something because you kinda see the consequences of it. Now you don't see it. Um uh, mm-hmm. and um you know, but as far as the educational stuff, man, you know, um, you know, the past will never come back. Books are kind of going to be one of them things where they'll always have them, but they won't be practical. Kind of like the Dewey Decimal System. I mean, you might know what it is, but nobody uses that shit, you know. Um, even the people that tried to hold on to it can't use it because I'm like, man, shit. You get ready to have a, help a kid with a damn... Uh, research paper or book report or something. You're like, man, shit, man. I ain't really read through all this shit, man. Google this motherfucker, see what they say. You know, footnote the bitch and be done with it. You know, so that's crazy what's happening. But uh, but uh, now one thing I'm enjoying about the new age when it comes to education is because everything can be. There's an app for every fucking thing, but it, it really, really makes an interesting. Uh, teacher-student dynamic, when you find a student that kind of think abstract, and I'm an abstract guy, uh, mm. it fucks them up when they can't Google none of the shit you say that don't make sense. That really fucks them up, because it's, it's a clear, if it ain't a clear-cut answer, they don't know how to respond, you know. And uh, I got now where I teach a lot of kids how to play chess and, you know, uh, not chess, but chess and, you know, do different shit like that. I'm thinking about this, man. You know, I ain't even talking about, you know, coming out of retirement. I'm thinking about this other shit. But, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I think, uh, <laughs> crippled ass ain't coming out of retirement. Are you kidding me? I can barely walk right now as it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, uh, but it, you know, I just think everything is fucked up, man. Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it, though. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, now the worst thing Maul did, now now, now, now this is something that's, that, that's going to really impact. we talking about coming out of retirement. I damn sure can't come out of retirement now because, see, malls is what drove my market. You see what I'm saying? I remember a time and place, man, where anything – other than damn missionary position was considered damn sin. Now, I mean, that was big money. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> shit, shit. You get, you, I mean, you, you got motherfucking money and me doing from, shit that my hoes was doing in the city time. to big money sex. How does that happen? <laughs> 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 from teaching kids to big money sex. All right. 
appreciate that M&M, I think. <laughs> Amber, <laughs> Buck, shut it down for me. Yeah, you, I have to try to get the train back on the track. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't say train, baby. I'm thinking now. Yeah, they off. Yeah. <laughs> Unstoppable in this motherfucker. <laughs> I got to run on top of the train car and try to get this damn thing slowed up. Get you! <laughs> next! Next! <laughs> I got to get Denzel on this motherfucker now. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, great show as always. You know, when it comes to morals, I mean, we got to we got to go back to the basics. We got to start, you know, teaching. You know, start doing this at home. Um, you got kids. You know, you got to teach kids every day, and you, they got to know what to do without computers, without cell phones, without calculators. And those are the type yeah. of things that we got to teach these kids. There may come a time when all this shit crashes, and we have to be prepared for that. We got to teach them how to grow things and, you know, be able to live on land in the event that they have to do that. Um, if we don't teach those types of things, then, you know, it's all going to be screwed up. And, you know, when you go out and you see guys that can't interact with the opposite sex, you know, they don't know what to say or know what to do, you have a serious problem. You know, so and they got to know how to, you know, we have to, you got sons at home, you got, you got to teach them so that way they know what the hell to do. You got daughters at home, same thing. I mean, too many, you got to be able to do these types of things. Open the doors, you know, be respectful. Like, you know, so many, so many people said tonight, you know, you have to do these things. You don't do these things and teach these things, it's not going to be passed down to generation to generation. And it's going to be lost. I mean, I think I think we see the 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 fruits, the you know the non seed planting, what it has caused. And we've dumbed we've dumbed it down to the point to where, you know, it's just ridiculous. So now we got to you know sometimes you got to fall sometimes you got to fall all the way down to come back come back up. So we got to teach these things and make sure that it's passed down. So therefore, we can have some respect. I mean, we don't respect anything. We don't respect the police, the firemen, the president, or anything else at this point. So we got to kind of get back to basics and, and try to reel ourselves back in. But you know, we got to get back to land. We just out there floating around. And it, it's not a good look. So we know what needs to be done, but we got to start doing it. We got to start looking at look at ourselves in the mirror and making and making things right. So. Anyway, great show. I didn't want to keep, keep it too long. Um, we know what needs to be done, so we need to take the reins and go with it. But great show as always, and everybody enjoy the week, and glad to have everybody on tonight. Pretty cool. All right. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. And my thanks to the show legends who called in this evening. My thanks to... Um, my sponsors, thecrystalshow.com and SFX Valley for being the official sponsor of tonight's show. Uh, check them out on YouTube. 
The show airs every Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to TalkToQ.com to get more information on when you can hear the show and what's going to be on it. And we will talk to you all next week. Everyone have a good night. We'll probably get into some zone coverage tomorrow or Thursday. But the Talk to Q radio show will be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Everyone have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Carly, go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get.